Hi guys and welcome to another BetfairTradingCommunity.com podcast. Um, today I'm going to be doing a very early preview of the FIFA World Cup in Russia this year. Um, so sit back and enjoy listening to my thoughts on the tournament. As it's the end of the final international break before the World Cup begins in less than 80 days, I thought it would be good to do a preview of some of the teams who I think are value prices at the moment in the Betfair outright market. So I'm looking for teams with the potential to trade lower in price during the tournament, Um, not necessarily the team who I think are the favourite to win it. Uh, So, for instance, Brazil, Germany, Spain and France that could well be the semi-final lineup, um, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. But I see little long-term value in backing these teams because they're all priced between 5.0 and 8.0 odds. And in a field of 32 runners, um, I'm not that interested in those odds unless I think something is an absolute, you know, guarantee or you know, pretty much a 50%, 30% type chance. Um, so. Like I say, those four will be strong contenders, but I do think there are other teams that are worth looking at, and that's what I'm going to do. So, when looking through my Panini sticker book this year, yes, I'm outraged as well at the price of the stickers, um, but I still buy them, so I'm part of the problem. I apologise for that. Um, But there's just something therapeutic about the Panini sticker books. Anyone who's collected them as a kid will understand what I mean. Um... But yeah, so as I was going through that, there was one team that really stood out to me in terms of world-class talent. And it wasn't Germany, who do have a great team ethic, but there's not many players in that team I would consider world-class. Same with Brazil. Great forward line. I'm really not convinced about their defence at all when you look at the names on the team sheet. Spain are in great form and have been, but they're not quite the powerhouse they once were. So, although they're in great form, you know, there's no certainty they'll bring that to this World Cup. And France look solid in most areas. They've got exciting, a lot of exciting young talent, um, but not many who've been there and done it. So, you know, those teams didn't actually stand out as much to me as the team I'm about to mention. And the team that did stand out to me was the mighty Belgium. Okay. Now, this probably isn't news to a lot of people who've been following football the last few years, but whilst looking at their squad, I was amazed at just how many great players they have in their team. And I'll just run through some of the names. So in goal, we've got you know Courtois, world-class goalkeeper in many people's eyes. Defence, Alderweireld, Vermaelen, Vertonghen, company. If you can't do something with that back line, then you've got real problems, you know, at least three out of those four I would consider to be world-class defenders. In midfield, you've got Nangalan, De Bruyne, Dembele, Hazard. Again, three out of the four at least world-class players. I mean, if you can fit all these midfielders in your team, and with Nangalan and Dembele sitting back a bit, De Bruyne and Hazard up there, wow, you know, they're going to be a threat. And then up front, you've got Mertens and Lukaku. Again, you know... Either or, I think at least one of those is a world-class forward. Um, So just think for a second how much money this squad would cost you on, say, a game like Football Manager. Or in real life, you know, if Real Madrid wanted to buy all these players. I mean, 
you're probably talking over a billion pounds. I mean, it, it's crazy um, how much money these players would cost a club team, let alone just being gifted these players in an international team of a country that's not that big in Belgium. Um, so, you know, for me, you have at least eight, nine world-class players here, and the backups are easily international class as well. So it's not as if it's just these players and no one else. Um so the time is ripe for me for Belgium to finally fulfil their potential and they probably won't have a better chance in this summer. I think the tournament's quite open this year. They breezed through their qualifying group. Admittedly, it was a very easy one, um, but they didn't lose a game, so that's important. Belgium did make the quarterfinals in Brazil as well, so um, let's not forget that. I think if they get that far again, their odds will come in. Um, from the current odds, which are 13.0, which I think is very generous. I would have them below 10, maybe around 8, 9.0, something like that. Uh, I think 13 is a very generous price. Obviously, in their group, they've got Panama, Tunisia and England. So basically, they have to get past Panama and Tunisia to get in the top two. Now, here's the thing. If they do get in the top two, even if, say, they come second and England win the group, um, which I don't think will happen. I think Belgium will probably win the group. But say that does happen. Um, they're either going to play Poland, Senegal, Colombia or Japan. Now, I don't think any four of those sides are going to strike fear into any of the top teams. And I think Belgium, I mean, on paper, they're streaks above teams like Poland, Senegal, Colombia and Japan. Um, so getting to the last eight should really be a minimum target here. And again, there's no reason they can't go further than that. There's no reason they can't win it all if things go their way. They, I don't think there's much doubt about it, in my opinion. On paper, they have the best set of players. Um, Roberto Martinez, I think, is an underrated manager. He might lack a little bit at the back, but again, with the defence and goalkeeper they've got, even he should be able to do a job there. He he worked miracles at Wigan, um, keeping them in the league, winning them the FA Cup, you know, Stuff like this, I think, just gets so overlooked. And he actually did all right at Everton. I was looking back at this yesterday. And uh, it, when he was there, he got them fifth in the first. Now, they would take fifth in a heartbeat, you know. Now, the next season, they were 12th. But what probably was forgotten is that they were in the Europa League, which isn't easy to play in. They got to the knockout stage of that before losing to Dynamo Kiev and no mugs. They made the semi-finals of both cup competitions, Okay, so it wasn't as if they just finished 12th and didn't really do anything else. I think Martinez is a good manager. I think he's the right fit for Belgium, and I think he can get them playing football, that's for sure. Um, you know, Wigan used to play football, and he got his teams playing football, and maybe this is what these guys need, just a decent manager who can get them playing the right style and playing together. But anyway, that's that's my main th thought of this one. I really like Belgium here. 13.0 surprise me. I really expect it to be around 8, 9. Similar odds to what Spain, um, you know, Spain and France are. Again, on paper, France, you know, why are they favoured above Belgium? I don't really know. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's definitely one to consider for me. My next pick is based purely on odds, and that is European champions Portugal. Now, it's hard to turn down odds of 30, not 13, 30.0 on the European champions. No matter how fortunate they might have been to win that title, 
30.0 for me is a crazy price to be offering. Especially when you consider that England are, what, 19 at the moment on Betfair? Or between 19 and 20 they seem to be trading. You know, what justifies that? I don't have a clue. Um, you know, that's on a postcard, please. But although they lost their first game in qualifying Switzerland, what's overlooked is they won every other game. So when it came down to that last game against the Swiss, where they had to win, they won comfortably, an easy 2-0 win. And what has tended to happen is when the pressure's been on Portugal in the big matches, they have delivered. You know, and a team with Ronaldo in, you know, you, and this is going to be his last World Cup, you can never totally dismiss that. Now, forget some of the friendly performances. They had a poor defeat to Holland the other night. I don't think you can read a ton into these friendlies. I've heard a lot of uh, media analysis about all these friendly results. I don't know. I mean, I've seen us win in Germany recently, you know, before tournaments with Hodgson and, and then go and lose twice. And I don't think friendlies really have a lot to do with anything. It's a bit like pre-season football matches. You know, people just warming up. This isn't the real thing. We had decent result against Holland and Italy. But again, it, you know, it's not... Were they were they at their best that night? Were they playing their best teams? You know, it's things like that. And uh, also, how motivated are some of these Portuguese players? I mean, they're European champions. They're playing a friendly, you know. I'm not sure, for example, someone like Ronaldo is that fussed about playing a friendly. Um but what they have done is they've stepped their game up in the big tournament. So what I'm hoping is that that's what they'll do this time round. They're in a group with Spain, which will be tough, Morocco and Iran. So you've got to think second place is easily within reach with Morocco and Iran in the group. Um, the thing that makes their price more appealing to me is that they will either face Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt or Uruguay in the round of 16. Now, they probably will end up playing Uruguay, which will be a tough game, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, I'd say it's around a 50-50 if it did get to that. Uruguay, yeah, they've got a great forward line, but the rest of their team isn't that strong. You know, you look at the defence and midfield on paper, and there's not many players that wow you there. Um, so, you know, they have got a good chance to make the quarterfinals here at least, and if they do, their odds will come in from 30. Um, they might even come in if they just make the round of 16, to be honest, and, and play Uruguay, because I think they will be slight favourites against a team like Uruguay anyway. So I think 30, it does look a big price. OK, so my final two picks are real value long shots, and I mean long shots, and they even play in the same group. They are Denmark, 100.0 odds, and Peru, 340.0 odds. Massive prices, these, on two teams who I think could make a deep run at the World Cup. Now, they are in a group with France, but the other team is Australia. You've got to feel that one of these two will get second place and get a game in that last 16. And you've got to think the odds will drop quite significantly if one of these teams makes it to the last 16. Um, should they make it that far, they'll either play Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. I'm not convinced Argentina are going to win their group, by the way. I think I think Croatia might win that group. But either way, um, you know, Croatia or Argentina, at the moment, they don't really strike fear. I I'm, I'm actually think Croatia are a better team on paper than Argentina these days. I know Argentina have Messi and Aguero and Dybala and Higuain and the forward line, but their midfield and back line, 
it's shaky at best and they were terrible in qualifying um you know Argentina have looked a shadow of the team that got to the final four years ago and I wouldn't be surprised if Denmark or Peru gave them a good game. Same with Croatia. There's no reason. You know, Denmark have got some quality in there. They've probably got one of the best generation of players they've had since they won the Euros all those years ago. Um, you know, Schmeichel in goal. Eriksen is a top quality, world-class, creative player. Um, so, you know, they've got quality there. Peru actually drew both games against Argentina in qualifying interestingly and only finished two points behind them so it's amazing that Argentina's odds to win the tournament are 10.0 and Peru's are 340 now you, you you cannot be a mug and get through that South American qualifying it is tough right bear in mind Paraguay were out Argentina almost didn't qualify and Chile who have an incredible team and have won you know the Copa America twice recently didn't even qualify so Peru have finished above these teams um, and drew twice with Argentina which is incredible and to think that the odds are so big I, I, I really don't get the 340 there I'd have them around the 100 mark myself um, you know and Denmark I'd have them closer to 50. I, I just think it's a wide-open tournament and they've got some quality. I think I think some of these lesser teams are being ignored a bit. I mean, Denmark won 5-1 away to Republic of Ireland to book their spot here. That's a pressure game and they absolutely delivered. Um, so, you know, we've seen Republic of Ireland. They're no mugs. They, they came second in a tough group, knocking Wales out. Um, so... Denmark squad, like I say, certainly their best in many years. They'll feel good about getting to the knockout stages and maybe beyond. Okay, I think we might see, you know, a couple of unexpected quarter finalists. Well, I hope so. Anyway, it makes them more exciting. So anyway, these are my value picks at the moment. My main bet: Belgium odds of thirteen point zero. Love that squad. My small bet is on Portugal at odds of thirty point zero. European champions you know, seem to rise on the big occasion. And my very small bets, and I mean very small bets, are on Denmark at odds of 100 and Peru at odds of 340. I can't get over the Peru odds, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's worth a couple of quid on those. I think those odds can come in anyway. So, you know, hopefully there will be opportunities um, to get money out if you wanted to do that. Probably even before one of them qualifies for the... Uh, the last 16 and beyond so they're my picks um i'm really looking forward to the world cup this year uh first time in a while i think because i have no expectation of england at all i can actually just go and enjoy it um you know i think i've been duped a lot of times into actually believing we've got a chance um rather stupidly um you know even in 2014 i thought hodgson was i didn't really like him as england manager but i did think he was a decent man you know you've seen what he can do with some of these teams in the Premier League but I um, mean it was actually turned out he was he was absolutely terrible manager um, but yeah I'm looking forward to it and uh, I hope it just goes well and uh, like I say I think these are value shots and uh, yeah check out obviously the forum if you've got any questions on anything um, just hit me up on the forum I'm happy to answer any questions um, I think that's forum betfairtradingcommunity.com to get to the forum and uh, you can always email us if you want as well info at betfairtradingcommunity.com so yeah thanks for listening guys and I'll be back with another podcast soon